Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reboot Higher Ed. I have a guest today. His name is Mark Jamnick, and Mark is with the Education Division of Calling Media. He's made thousands of calls to marketing directors of colleges, universities, and certification schools to discover their primary challenges. Those challenges fall inside at least one of these categories, driving student leads, two, nurturing leads to enrollments, and or three, converting leads to starts. The Calling Media team developed an education marketing system, helping education marketing directors solve these three challenges, driving more cost-effective budget decisions. Mark, welcome to the show today. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me, Paul. Thanks for being on. And Mark, um, so you've been in higher education marketing for how long now? Um, so I've been with uh, Calling Media for about two, a little over two and two and a half years. And, uh, you know, really had an opportunity to connect with a lot of different marketing directors in that time. And the, the agency has been working with higher education schools, certification schools, and colleges and universities for now over five years. So they had a lot of experience. And then as I came in as a lifelong learner, I love education and really wanted to make an impact in that particular industry. So that's really been my primary focus uh, since I've joined uh, Calling Media to really make sure that I, I understand that and really understand the challenges that marketing directors are facing so that I can make sure that more of the students that they're looking to enroll can follow the dreams and, and find the school that really connects to what they want to do with the rest of their life. Thanks, Mark. So when you're sitting down or having a conversation over the phone with a marketing director at a, a college or university, uh, explain to like what what what's usually that, that call like or what are the I'm guessing if someone's reaching out to you, their the first um, category and challenge that we brought up in your intro was uh, driving student leads. So um, and we call them leads at some schools, inquiries, driving prospects, uh, prospective students. Uh, what what when they're reaching out to you, maybe what they're doing wasn't working and they're looking for an alternative um, or a, more of a strategy, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, at that point, they're, they're looking at what's, what's really happening. And we know that the world of marketing is changing on a very rapid basis. And it's, it's almost accelerating in its pace. And so at times, you know, what I hear a lot of is the marketing directors that I'm talking to are saying, I'm a one-man band. Or, you know, they have a team. At the same time, there's so many different hats that they're wearing on a very consistent basis. So it's trying to figure out, man, I'm trying to do some Facebook ads, but it's not working because they just changed something that they're doing in the platform or Google. We all know that Google is constantly changing the algorithm. So it's trying to stay on top of that is a job in and of itself. So, you know, the things that they're doing, you know, they may have tried them once or twice, but they're just like, ah, it didn't necessarily work. And I spent a lot of money and I didn't necessarily get the right results. So I hear that so consistently. And so one of the main things that I like to talk to them about is, you know, what we do and, you know, how we like to be an extension of their team. You know, we, we look at ourselves as a partner and really being able to help them do that. And so just before I know we were hopping on the call, just as we were, as we were discussing the, the different topics and things that I'd love to be able to bring up is, is really understanding and looking at those fundamentals. You know, we have the, the strategies and the tactics and, and those things that really line up with making sure that those enrollments can increase, 
while decreasing their cost per lead. And, and I go back to really making sure that, that we're clear on focusing on fundamentals. And those fundamentals really get back to, well, who's the student that you're really looking to bring in? And so we actually created a, a tool and something that we can talk a little bit more about at the end of the, uh, the things that I'd love to, that, that, that at the end of the podcast here, that I'd love to share with some of your listeners. And, and that is this buyer persona, you know, getting clear on who that buyer persona really is. What are the needs? What are the wants? What are the desires? What are the unspoken needs that they have? And really being able to speak to those points in the marketing efforts. So then whatever channel, channel you decide to, to select on, you're really understanding what those particular issues are that that particular, particular prospective student may be facing. So again, that's kind of more on the fundamental side. And then we were able to, to build and, and add in the strategies and, and build in what we've been doing over the last five years and, and doing this on a very consistent basis, a very regular basis um, across a number of different schools. So we're constantly learning, building, and then, you know, testing, analyzing, and optimizing those, those different campaigns. So, you know, there's, there's so much to even unpack in just that one thing. And that's, that's about generating leads, <laughs> right? I well, mean, I have a question for you Yeah. before we move forward. Um, don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, no, no problem. but there's two things that, so if for, for listeners out there that some of this, some of these things they're, they, they, they're aware of, um, but maybe some of the terminologies new to them. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up too is cost per lead. All right. Well, Mark, have you ever encountered a situation where you're talking with a director of marketing and you ask, so what right now, what's your cost per lead? And let's say they've really never moved to, to drive leads. They've always had the phone calling the other way. Um, what if they, have you ever got the feedback? I, I really don't know what our cost per lead is right now. We get that very regular. Yes. And, and I always say <laughs> no judgments there. It's, it's simply a matter of recognizing that that is another important metric to start to look at. So yes, we encounter that on a, on a much more regular basis than, than probably maybe the, the listeners that thinking, man, wow, I didn't even, I didn't, um, you know, as we look at that cost per lead, it's, it's starting to recognize, well, how can I start to break that information down in a way that's, that's going to be tangible. And so that way we start to take a look at what are the investments being, being made and how is that generating the numbers? And, and sometimes from a very rudimentary basis, sometimes that, that cost per lead or even a cost per start, um, where a student is actually signing up, right, is, is dividing the marketing budget inside of, of how many students they enrolled. And sometimes that's the rudimentary start that we, that we begin with, but at least now we have a metric and we at least have a, now a starting point and then we can obviously build in from there. But it, it's really starting to take a look at what are some important metrics. And as you alluded to, I mean, there's, there's this conversation of making a number of calls outbound, right? Mm -hmm. And how do I want to drive those students? Um, you know, and how do I want to talk to those students? And, and, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure if they're necessarily buying. We, we work with a lot of different schools that will um, invest in some affiliate leads, you know, to start, or that's, that's a bigger portion of their, of their money where they're, they're spending money to just buy a, a, a lead list essentially so that they can call out. And, you know, these are people that want to go to school. Um, and in reality, those, those are 
you know, they may have signed up or raised their hand for something free at a, at a particular time. So a lot of those leads, if they're doing some of those outbound calls, may be, um, have called, been called by 10 other schools. So I'm not sure if, again, if the right. listeners that are, that are going through listening right now have more people that are kind of, they're purchasing lists like that. And, you know, a big thing that we talk about, again, is if we go back to those fundamentals, you know, making sure that you understand who that prospective student is. So in your marketing efforts, you're, you're lining them back and, and driving them to understand more about what you, what you as a school offer and how you could really benefit them. Well, you said something about also with their personas. So the, the buyer persona, and maybe you said this or maybe you didn't, but um, I think that some of us that have worked in this uh, space before knows that the buyer persona is going to dictate the channel that you're going to do your outreach on or that you're going to drive the, the leads from, correct? Yes. So, you know, as you, as you look at that, um, the buyer persona, there's certain things that there's, there's qualitative and there's some quantitative information inside of, of who and what they're, what they're doing. And um, it, it's a lot more helpful when you have a buyer persona because then you're going to know which channel they're using. And what I mean by channel is that could be they're, they're on Facebook a lot more. They're, on, um, they're, they're searching for more of the specifics inside of a paid search campaign. So, you know, they might be looking to go back and, and find, um, you know, going back to school for either a graduate degree or if they're looking to, to do a career change. You know, um, what, are some, what are some schools locally that I can take some, some programs with or, or go back for, for a different degree because um, they're not necessarily interested in, in what the current job is. So the different channels that, that I'm referencing are more around the lines of, you know, paid, paid search, um, you know, that's the PPC, that's, you know, um, Google ads, um, or, you know, paid social, which is more Facebook, and really being able to do that and utilizing Facebook lead ads, you know, that's been something that we have, have really been applying for the last several years now, and it's, it's worked out really well. So those are the types of, of channels that I'm more referencing. And okay. the, the there's a different um, communication point in terms of, of where they where they fall inside of those those mechanisms because you know when we look at top of funnel top of funnel is more paid paid social because they're not particularly looking for something but you might capture their attention because of a particular phrase that you're saying you know like um, you know get get the degree to, to find uh, the career you're looking for and then right. more of the bottom of the funnel was more of the paid search where they might be looking at you know um, graduate schools close to me or certification schools close to me. Um, and that, that way it, you know, that they're being a lot more specific in what they're looking for. And it's more bottom of the funnel because if they're typing in certification schools near me, they're, the chances are they're looking for a school close to them. Right. So it's just, it's, it gives them an opportunity and it gives, you know, again, the marketing director to kind of speak to those points in different ways and also understand that there's a different timeline between someone who's kind of receiving an ad because they hit some more of the buyer persona information as opposed to where they're at more in the, in the bottom of the funnel when they're actually um, searching for a specific term. Well, thank you for that clarification. I know that uh, can definitely help out some that are, are uh, just kind of entering uh, these conversations at, at their university. And their, uh, the thing that I do want to move into, though, is the enrollment funnel, there's been changes in, and you can see them all over, like what we used to just look at it in the funnel, maybe it's changed. Um, 
and that could be the top of the funnel or you know and we might not get into this in this call but i know also there's a lot of enrollment funnels that go from the moment the moment they prospect enters to all the way to graduation which is the ultimate goal but it all starts at the top um and if we don't have that figured out it's hard to get them to the point of graduation obviously so uh what's yep. been your experience with uh uh, looking at the enrollment funnel and different ways to look at the enrollment funnel um, to strategize with that and um, some things that enrollment managers and marketers need to keep in mind when looking at that funnel. Yeah, perfect. And and what, one of the things that I hear a lot of is, it, you know, admissions is, it will say one of two things to marketing where it's like, hey, we need more leads or we need more um, quality leads. And mm-hmm. that kind of leads marketing in, in a, a position of, well, what is it? And, and also where the, where is there some clarification? So one of the things that we consistently heard around that is, is understanding where there might be a little bit of a leak in the funnel. Cause sometimes, you know, the leads that are coming in are there and they might not necessarily get contacted as many times as they, as they need to. Right. So it might fall off where um, there's, there's a certain number of people, you know, prospective students that raise their hand but they might not necessarily have been called a number of times or, or followed up with, and there's, there's a drop-off. And ultimately, uh, when we look at the, the admissions funnel, there's, there's a number of different you know, reps that have things that they're going through inside the enrollment process. And so we created this uh, admissions, admissions funnel tool, um, again, that we'll talk more about towards the end here, and that gives, an opportunity to see, all right, well, there's a certain number of people, certain number of prospective students that raise their hand and then they raise their hand and then those admissions team members called and they set an interview. Well, we know that not every single interview is going to show. So there's also a tracking mechanism of, all right, how many interviews showed and how many of those actually set up um, a, a, a campus tour, right? Or campus visit. And then how many of them actually a, a applied and did an application. So there's all of these different steps that, that need to take place and there's, they're all kind of stair steps. So walking through and taking a look at what that whole entire piece goes from, from a prospective student, the whole way into an enrollment and then a whole way into a start and then a start to finish. So we really want to be able to see what that looks like overall. And, and that's obviously a number of, um, that, could, that could be a, a little lengthy process essentially in some cases because sometimes you know, for colleges and universities, you know, you're looking at a prospective student that might be looking for a year from now. Um, um, or, you know, we might have something where someone in more of a certification school is looking at changing that career and, and they can they can change. They may have just lost their job and, and they want to they want to shift careers. So that could be a much faster time period. So there's there's a number of different areas and, and you can truncate that uh, admissions funnel based off of the different steps that your enrollment team is going through. So, you know, we work through and, and like to, to look at that a little bit more in terms of understanding once you can see it and visualize it, then there's an opportunity to understand, well, if we're having a lot more people drop off, then that's where we might need to do a little bit more of a nurturing campaign where we can, where we can use all the prospective students that raise their hand on, say, a Facebook ad, and we could retarget them back with other Facebook ads that will help them nurture them through. So there's there's a number of different remarketing aspects that we then get into, and that kind of goes into that step two of nurturing. Because you know once you get the lead, that's one thing. Then you've got to nurture that lead the whole way through 
um, until they actually convert. So understanding a lot more of what that admissions funnel is and, and really the, the steps of what that is. And, and it could be as complicated as, you know, as, as the steps that, that we have kind of outlined more so in this admissions funnel tool that I want to share. Um, or you can you could truncate that down into simple, you know, three-step or four-step process to begin, just so you could start to get a little bit better idea of where in your enrollment process there might be a little bit more of a drop-off. Yeah, that's and yeah, we'll definitely get to that uh, tool as well uh, before the uh, time on here. Sorry. Uh, so one of the uh, challenges as well that many of us have, you know, converting those from the prospect and inquiry stage to actually enrolled students that are starting at the university. There's I have two questions with that. One, like what are some what are some misconceptions or I guess where are some missing the I, I don't know, I don't know the phrase I'm looking for, but maybe they're they're looking at the wrong way um, and they're completely mm-hmm. not nurturing maybe long enough, or maybe there's gonna be yep. some that are, are in your funnel for a longer period of time based on that that buyer persona. Currently what we have in place is gone ineffective. So it's not that we're not getting leads, but we don't really know how to, you know, move them from the point of I'm interested to actually sitting in classes. Yeah, a great question. And we one that, again, is another one that consistently comes up. And, and that's really about, you know, are you utilizing clean data? Um, and, and Brian calling the, the founder of, of Calling Media that started over, over 10 years ago, he says, you know, with this this advent of of AI, right, and how AI is is being used inside of marketing, the the most effective way that that is used is when there's clean data going in. And sometimes, as we're looking at these things, the the data that's that's being administered or being run through the system, there's not a necessarily a consistency to it, and it's just it's one big big, messy list. <laughs> right. We hear a lot of, um, you know, marketing directors talk about, man, my prospective list is just messy. I don't even know where to begin. And so as you have a messy list, imagine trying to, you know, if you have a thousand people in there and if you can't delineate that it's, um, you know, Gary Gearhead versus someone else, right? Mm-hmm. It, that That list is one big list of a thousand students that are just kind of raise their hand. You have no idea who they are or what they're really all about. How can you clean that up in terms of re- really setting up that on the front end? And, and our, our team is meticulous in terms of uh, like setting up the, the data points on the front end uh, to make sure that we can, we can give and administer the right types of marketing to remarket back to them based off of the different types of landing pages that, that we've set up or the different types of, of, of um, you know, channels essentially that, that have come through. Um, we, were, we were recognized by Google as a top 100 ad agency on, on terms of utilizing Google data studios um, and being able to track back all of these different channels into one place in real time so that you can make effective marketing decisions. Well, I'm a fan of a, a quote by R- Russell Wilson, and it, and it goes something like this. It's, you know, the separation is in the preparation. And it really all I like that. on the preparation. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. preparation of what 
you're doing on the forefront. So how are you making sure that you know that this particular channel, i.e. Facebook, right? Facebook lead ad versus, you know, um, a lead to site. Um, and how are you checking that back to our people, our, our prospective students raising their hand? And so it really comes down to understanding where the clean data is and how you're administering that and being able to drive that through the, the funnel from a prospective student the whole way into a start and a start to finish. Um, so that's really a big thing of, of recognizing how do you set that up on the front end so that there is the right, the right data. And, and again, then the marketing channels can then start to work and you can turn, turn things on and turn things off. There's another, um, team member, his name is Eric, and he talks a lot about when we first start working with our clients, we're making a lot of big knob changes, you know, to kind of figure out, well, what is that? What's, what's working? What's not working? Because we, again, know the things that work. Each school, though, has a different uh, element that they're looking to, to bring to the table. So, again, how do we tie up what, tie in what, what they're looking to accomplish and what the prospective student is? So, we make a lot of changes and we're constantly testing and analyzing and optimizing as we're beginning. In those first 30 days, there's a lot of big, big, big knob changes. You know, and if you could actually see me, <laughs> I'm moving, I'm moving my hands. No, a bit. I'm thinking right now, just like with what you're saying too, like with these knob changes, in as we know in high in higher education in our schools, there's we have a specific amount of autonomy too across many departments and and leadership that uh, you know that we it's hard to it's hard to change that culture. Um, these are the ways that we have done things in the past, and it always worked. And in fact, um, I'll I'll put on top of that, Mark. And I don't know what you what your uh, conversations have been like at the university level when you when you approach them, but. I'm sure there's times where you sit down with a marketing director or you sit down with a director of uh, enrollment and they already tell you, listen, here's the things we're already doing. We don't need any help with social media. We're already, we're already marketing our programs on social media. That's not the issue. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that they anecdote, there's those anecdotal type of, you know, mindsets or those anecdotal decisions and um, processes that we, you know, we are, yeah, we market all of our information sessions, all of our opportunities for different programs. And we put it on Facebook, we put it on LinkedIn, we put it on Twitter. So we, we're already doing all that. Um, if, if, if you were sitting down with me and I told you that, but then also my, I'm, I'm not driving leads. What, what would you have, what would you say to me? Yeah. I mean, well, I think again, there's one thing about sharing content and sharing things um, on Twitter or Facebook or anything along those lines, what we're really focused on at Culling Media is, is results, right? And what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to track that back to a cost per lead and then a cost per start. Right. And, and really, the main thing that I would say then is in terms of the things that you're doing, are you achieving their enrollment goals that you have set? And, you know, if, if that is, answer is no, then where and how far off are you so that way we can understand where we're starting from and then let's give you an idea of hey this is what type of cost per lead we can generate and this is the type of, of lead that we're gonna we're gonna create for you and help you with um, to really get those results that you're looking to accomplish so it's it's taking an understanding and kind of peeling back there's yes there's marketing things that can are being done, are they helping you to achieve the, the, the overall goals that the president has and that your enrollment um, team is really looking to achieve? 
And how do we make sure that we back that into, all right, well, which one of those channels, again, going back to the channel piece, right? Facebook right. or Twitter or LinkedIn or, or Google, um, which of them are, are converting the best for you? Because, you know, what we want to do is we're industry agnostic. We, we could really, or we're, we're basically channel agnostic. We, we, if, if Facebook is really the place that we want to do and generate a lot more leads, we can give you leads there. We can start out there. Um, and if we want to, though, we'd like to complement that with at top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. And, and there's a lot of other things that we use. Um, yet we want to make sure that it really comes down to enrollment goals and, and results. And, and that's really a thing that we've been able to do. Um, there's, there's one particular slide that over the last five years, we've been able to track one of the schools that we've been working with for, for that long and show a trend essentially of um, how, we, how we really um, are able to, to work with um, uh, driving uh, the cost per leads and essentially um, taking a look at where and how uh, we can, we can in, improve those, those end results. No, that's, those are great things. And I'm thinking uh, what I'm thinking about right now, and then I'm going to talk about this uh, enrollment funnel uh, tool is, you know, a lot of us, you, you, you stated at the beginning of our, our conversation, just, you know, a lot of the marketing teams and even, you know, enrollment teams are, we're dealing with what some would even look at as almost a skeleton crew. There's not, we don't have, we're not overstaffed by any means a lot of the times. So, with that also probably comes a budget that could get pretty tight sometimes. So it sounds to me like, you know, this is, you know, these strategies, you're looking at it, you know, a budget year, you're thinking, man, we don't really have that money, but it's like, you, you kind of do, you're just, it's just going in a whole bunch of different ways in different areas instead of just strategizing and really looking to start to track where those dollars are going and then what's coming, coming in. Um, I, the, the, ter- the analogy I always like to uh, use, and <laughs> I could be completely off with this, uh, is it's like when people tell you it's too expensive to eat healthy. It's like, well, it is mm. if you also decide to, if you continue to buy everything you're buying and then also try to buy the healthy stuff, yeah, it definitely is. But if you just <laughs> stop spending money over here and focus it here, yeah. you're, and then your results-driven uh, enrollments uh, show um, I think you'll feel okay about making those purchases and then um, you might save money actually in the long run. You might be surprised. So, yeah, I mean, some of the statistics is that we, that we have, and we have case studies on this. um, We can with 97% predictability, predict marketing spend to enrollments. Wow. And we've been able to also reduce cost per lead by as much as 65%. So yeah, there's, there's a cost, to, to not tracking it. There's a cost to not, you know, doing, doing some of these other things and, and legwork right. and, and the strategy piece. And, and we are in this, this mode and we started out at the beginning of this, this podcast with there's an acceleration of marketing, right. In terms of the things that you can do and how you can do them. And so there's a, there's a really interesting way that we can get caught up in that momentum of just, Oh, we've just got to, we've just got to move. We've got to do this as opposed to pausing and, and as we've been addressing a lot throughout this entire uh, discussion, it's focusing on the fundamentals so we know where we're going. It's like, okay, what's the end goal that we're going? Like, where's the end destination? What's the result that we're looking? What's the enrollment goal that we have to achieve? What's that cost per lead? 
And if we don't have that, it's like in, in the absence of that, we're going to do more Twitter or Facebook or this or that. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're doing all those things. Yeah. And, and what's the result that's happening? And, you know, are, are, are you at that the, the goal that you have set? If not, then let's take a look at, well, where do we need to test? Where do we need to analyze? Where do we need to optimize? And clearly that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that we do on a very consistent basis. Uh, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about the, the testing, analyzing, and optimizing. Um, so it really is understanding that there's, there's things that are going to work here and then some things might change. Again, Facebook might change their, a way that they're going to administer ads and how they're going to be distributed because of everything that happened, you know, last year. Right. And then Google is going to change from this, this particular algorithm to, to another. And, and that whole thing, everything that you may have done before, um, I'll be on a more of an SEO basis. Um, may have changed, but or even from a you know PPC side, and it's just recognizing that those things, you know, what you may have done last month changes this month, and you've got to be able to adapt and be able to grow and and understand what those changes are and how to how to get that that stronghold back. So um, yeah, you know, those are again all the things that we want to make sure that we're that we're talking about, and and it, it can be tough again when there's a skeletal crew crew and. Yeah. Um, really understanding what that what that might look like. Mark, let's talk about uh before we wrap up, uh tell us about the you know the um enrollment uh funnel tool and then also yeah. uh, sorry, admissions funnel tool and then um yeah. um also I know that you have something uh to uh give for the listeners as well. So if you want to uh if we can go ahead and go out with that if you would like if that works with you. Yeah, no, I'd love to. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about, you know, helping marketing directors. It's one of the reasons that I made all those calls and, and talked with so many different um, marketing directors and, and really to understand uh, how and what challenges they're facing. And then also to line that up with the students, right, and getting the right students into your school to, to help them pursue the, the dreams and the, the goals that they have set for, for life. So, um, we created a number of tools and, and I've alluded to them throughout. And so I, one of the things that I wanted to share and, um, with, with the listeners are some of these tools that they can, that they can start to implement. And they, could, they can basically go to callingmedia.com slash education tools. And that's calling with an O. So it's C-O-L-L-I-N-G media.com slash education tools and it's tools with an s and i think you said you're going to put that in the show notes so right. you have an opportunity to, to have a link to that and what basically you're going to receive in that and and i basically structured it to where you'll be able to receive the buyer persona tool it's one of the things we first started talking about and there's a lot of questions that you can that you can answer and go through and there's also an example that you can follow through as well to kind of see what what are the types of things you want to include in there and so you can download that, um, go through that. And the next week, then I'm going to send over and align your marketing and sales talk because the admissions team might be saying one thing, the marketing team might be saying something else. So there might be a little bit of a, of a conflict in terms of the, the conversation that's being had in the prospective student's mind, right? And, and there's a, a quote by Marie Forleo, a confused mind will not buy. In some, some, that's kind of, it's not the exact quote, but it's something along those lines. And I heard that from Joe Polish years ago as well. And it's this idea of if there's marketing is saying one thing and you're connecting and bringing in a prospective student this way, and then the admissions team is saying something else, 
oh, there's, there's a little bit of a rift between that consumer or that prospective student's mind. So there's also an admissions and alignment tool in terms of the, what the CMO is saying, what the admissions team is saying. And then the last tool is an admissions funnel spreadsheet. Um, and that really gives you an opportunity to put in all of your admissions team, um, those in enrollment, and then look at each and every single one of those steps from here's how many leads came in, here's how many were called, here's how many interviews were scheduled, here's how many interviews showed, and so on and so forth. And so again, it's a very robust type of a, a funnel. Um, you may decide that you don't need all of those. We simply wanted to share that with you as a way of giving you a format and a flow. And those are things that, that we work with and talk with a lot of the schools that we end up working with. We end up going through those, those tools and kind of understanding what that looks like for them. And then once we have that fundamental, so many of the other things are able to then build in, onto that. So we can then bolt on, you know, the strategies and tactics from there, and it gives you the clarity, though. So I wanted to give those as, as gifts because I know how powerful they are when done. And when you have that, there's a clarity that comes with it. And then from there, from that clarity, your marketing efforts come through a whole, they ring a whole lot more true. And in this world of, we have constant bombardment of ads. When your ad rings through and it starts having a conversation about the things that I'm saying in my own head as a prospective student, right, um, out there, that connects to them at a whole different level. So I wanted to share those with, with the listeners, and I really appreciate the time today. And uh, clearly, I'm passionate about, you know, helping these marketing, marketing directors to, to understand some of these things that I think can sometimes be overlooked. And there's so many other uh, channels that we could go down. I, I wanted to make sure that we, we focus in on, on some of those fundamentals today. And again, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Well, thanks, Mark. And uh, we do uh, appreciate the time and uh, your added value as we continue to have solution-driven conversations. Um, Mark, I will have I will have Mark's contact information as well um, as the, uh, the the link that he provided. I will have that in the show notes. And, and thank you all for uh, taking time today to listen to uh, Reboot Higher Ed uh, with Mark Jamnick and. What we will um, continue to do is continue to have more guests on and continue to uh, drive towards solution as we look to have sustainable enrollment growth and retention of many of the prospective students uh, that are entering your uh, colleges and universities. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe uh, to the uh, Reboot Higher Ed podcast. And also you can give me a ranking as that helps me move up the charts to be able to reach more that work in the higher education space and feel free to check out more episodes uh, wherever you get your podcast from or on the website rebootheired.com thanks for tuning in listeners and have a great rest of your day